What's going on, guys? It's Bryce again. Welcome to another episode of the Expedition to Try podcast. I have no idea what I'm doing with my life. I'm assuming a lot of you don't either, so let's try and figure it out together. On this week's episode, I spoke with my friend Cody about his life as a police officer in North Carolina. We discussed the path he's taken and the denial and rejections he's overcome to get to this point in his life and how he's been working through the pandemic. We also talk about some of his hobbies and passions that he enjoys now, or hopes to get into in the future. So if you enjoyed this episode, please tweet at me or mention me in your Instagram story and tell me your favorite part. Well, uh, welcome to Expedition to Try. Thanks so much for coming on. Appreciate you being uh, for having me. Message. You really surprised me with the message. I was, I was slightly intoxicated, and you sent me a text, and I was like, "Oh shit, that's so cool." <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, I've seen a few of your podcasts um, through Instagram. And uh, I just thought it'd be fun to do something with, I don't know, law enforcement or a police officer, I guess. Yeah. Um, I'm new, but <laughs> I can give my input on it and stuff like that. I got my Chick-fil-A, so. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, we don't have those in Binghamton, so. <laughs> yeah, it's a big thing down here. <laughs> so uh, before we get started with all the uh, what you're doing and things, I, w- <laughs> I have this weird memory of the day you and I first met. I don't okay. know, I don't know if you remember, but let's hear it. What I don't even remember what grade it was. I think it was like third or fourth grade, maybe. Yeah. So that was like I think I moved there in fourth grade. Oh yeah. So whatever year it was, I remember <laughs> we sat next to each other in class and it was snack time and you asked me if I wanted a yogo. I don't know if you remember those little yo- yogurt balls. Yeah, those and I was bad. like, sure. <laughs> and then right when I, right when you handed it to me, I was like, oh, this kid's gonna be cool. <laughs> yeah. And that's the first time we met. <laughs> yeah, I remember those days. Gosh, oh my gosh, so this long ago, but it feels like yesterday. Honestly, yeah. I I have really vague memories from like childhood and stuff. And like, yeah, me too. Um, I remember the the one day that you brought in all your uh, hospital bands. I do remember that. That was, I do remember that. I did that a lot. Yeah, that was like every in every year occurrence. Yeah. Then we hung it around the classroom sometimes. Yep. <laughs> all right, yeah. Rad. Well, uh, after that story, so what's basically your elevator pitch of who you are and how you've gotten to be where you're at now? Well, obviously, I'm Cody. <laughs> um, so for basically my whole life, I wanted to get into law enforcement. And I just remember growing up and everybody has that childhood dream, like, oh, I want to be an astronaut. I want to be a police officer. I want to be a firefighter, whatever it may be. Um, but to me, I was like, yeah, I, I really want to be a police officer. Like, And everybody just kind of doubted me growing up and like they didn't they're like oh yeah like good luck like go be a police officer so I was like okay um and then just growing up going through high school I did a BOCES program um and I did criminal justice and that just gave me a taste of what it was like and I just really like stuck with it I really enjoyed it and I just wanted to pursue my dream And with everybody, everybody just doubted me during the whole time. Um, Just 
for numerous reasons. Just, I don't know, people just doubted me the whole time, you know? They just didn't yeah. think that I could do it. And like people see me and they're like, you're skinny, like you're not big <laughs> enough, all this other stuff. And uh, once I started doing ride-alongs and everything like that and internships, I realized that it doesn't really matter like how big you are, like who you are, as long as you can adapt and do the job, then that's what you can do. Yeah. So um, once I started going through college, had more internships, and I went to college at Ni Niagara University. And once I was out of college, I was applying to uh, police departments all throughout New York. And it was just really hard to get into New York police departments. Like, it just seemed hard. Like, the time that it took, like, it took, like, a few months just to go through the whole process of getting hired. Jeez. And um, I was like, my mom moved down south to North Carolina, and my sisters were going to college in North Carolina. So I was like, you know what? I, I'm just going to move down to North Carolina and start from there. Um, and down here, they did it a little bit different for the police academy. They, you would put yourself through police academy. Like, you can pay yourself through, and they do it through community colleges. Whereas, like, New York, you have to get hired on before you go to academy. So it was a little bit different here. And so I was like, okay, well, that, that's a step. I could do that. Um, I just packed my bags and moved to Wilmington, North Carolina. Um, and surprisingly, my girlfriend followed me down here. Um, and I started Academy down here and went through that, which was 16 weeks long. Um, it was challenging. There was a lot of work. There was like a full-time 40 hour type thing, Monday through Friday. Um, once I got through that, I started applying to a lot of agencies down here, and it it took me a while to land a job. Um, I probably applied to eight different agencies around here, um, and I started doubting myself because I would go to these agencies and have interviews, and at first, I wasn't the best at talking to people, and we had to do panel interviews, and I wasn't the best at those like they would sit you down and it's so like intimidating yeah. in front of like five police officers or <laughs> sergeants they're all dressed up looking sharp and yeah. you're sitting there looking small in the chair <laughs> in the middle of the room and they're just asking you questions um so i got denied employment at a lot of places um just because other candidates there's there's a huge pool of people that they can choose from so you have to be pretty much you have to know your stuff. Um, and then I finally had two interviews with these agencies and I thought I did pretty good. Um, and it seemed like they wanted me, which was the reason why I went toward the, towards the agency that I did. Um, some larger agencies, they were, they just seemed like, um, I don't know, they had, they had a surplus of people applying where they could choose from. Whereas smaller agencies, they can pick and choose who they want, who they really want. And I don't know, I grew up in a small town, so I felt closer to home. Yeah. And uh, I ended up getting hired on in January and my academy ended in December. So. It must have been exciting to finally, finally get that, 
email or call and they told you that you got the job after so oh much time God. of trying to get jobs. I was almost crying. I was like, <laughs> thank the Lord. I was like so happy. So would you say that all that, all the time, even from it sounds like when you were a kid and people telling you that you probably weren't going to actually become a police officer and then like uh, the denial in your own head and then like not getting some of those jobs that you applied to, do you think that pushed you to work harder and be better at the interviews and stuff? How do you feel like that kind of pushed you into where you are now? Yeah, so in the beginning, um, it it drove me to work harder, for sure. Um, but then once, once it got towards the end and after so many interviews, it kind of started um, taking a hit on me. Um, and I was like, you know what, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this. I was like, I don't know how much longer I should keep trying before I call it quits and just find another job. I was just at that point. And then, and that's when I started getting the offers when I had, I had two offers at the time and I was just about to call it quits. But yeah, like I said, in the beginning, it definitely like everybody with every, everybody doubting me, um, it kind of drove me to work harder and and then after a while just kind of I don't know I was just like I don't know if I could do this or not <laughs> so how long have you uh been an officer now so I got hired on in January like I said but um actually riding along and doing my so what they call it is field training and that's when you're riding in a car with somebody and that's a 16 week long process as well. And I think I started that in like February, sometime around there. Um, so a month of that, I was working in the department itself, um, helping filing papers, things like that, collecting evidence. And that was just basically, they were waiting for my paperwork to come back from the state. They have to fill out a bunch of paperwork on you and they send it off to, the, to North Carolina and you have to get your certification back and then you get sworn in. So that was one of the best days of my life. <laughs> so what's it, what's it been like being an officer during all this coronavirus shit that's happening right now? Yeah. Oh my gosh. You, you wouldn't even believe it's been so it's been slow. Um, once the coronavirus hit, which here it's not too bad. Um, I think we have maybe 50 cases in, in uh, our area right now. Um, but basically they told us that we weren't allowed to, we were just trying to limit the contact with the, the community and the public. So we weren't stopping as many cars unless if they were doing complete safety violations. Um, we were doing a lot of calls by phone like if we had to go to a call to take a report for somebody's belongings getting stolen, we would just call them over the phone and do it that way. Um, so it really, it's really been, it's been slow, not a lot of call volume. Just people are for the most part inside their homes. They're not going out a lot. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it took a toll on our call volume for sure, which in my position, it's actually hurting me because I'm trying to get exposure and I'm trying to train 
and I'm not getting that exposure that I would like before, like we're not going to as many calls. So I, I can't get the experience. So what's like, I'm assuming this is like a normal, the normal steps an officer takes to become like one that does traffic stops and stuff. So right. like, I'm assuming this is going to kind of delay that whole process overall. Yeah, I'm not sure. So basically they have to prove, they have to approve you in the end and say that, okay, you're good to go on your own. Um, <clears throat> there's four phases of the field training. First phase, you're just observing. Second phase, you work a little bit more into it. Um, you'll step up and start taking over, taking control of scenes. And then phase three and four, you're pretty much almost on your own and doing your own thing. Phase four, your field training officer who sits in the passenger seat, they will be in plain clothes and they're not there to, you can't ask them questions, nothing like that. And they just observe you and make sure that you're good to go on your own. And then they, they kick you off and make sure you're good to go. Um, but so far as of now, I'm on track to still um, completing my field training on time. Um, we do a lot of folder training. So we'll just sit in the car and run over situations, um, go over book work and make sure that we're getting that uh, training done other in other ways. So what's, uh, has any, you said uh, observing was one of the first things you did like ride alongs. Mm-hmm. What do you have any like crazy stories just from the short amount of time you did that? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> the biggest thing is like it was just it was a change to me. The biggest like going from a normal person, like I feel like I'm pretty young, and then one day just getting sworn in and becoming a police officer, and you have this whole all these responsibilities yeah. and weight on your shoulders. <laughs> It was just like an overwhelming feeling at first. Um, it was just, it was a weird feeling. Just yeah. one day become being regular and then the next day you're an officer and you gotta like be aware of your surroundings. And, and another thing is that what you do on and off duty, you're like, you're held accountable for, unlike most people. Um, so everything I do off duty, like, I have to be cautious about and like I, I still like joking around I like doing fun young things I go out to the bar still yeah. and everything else but I just have to be like more cautious of what what's going on and um so that has definitely changed my life in that way yeah I, yeah I'm sure that's kind of a <laughs> that's a pretty drastic shift from being like this college student to then <laughs> basically being yeah. in charge of like the entire public <laughs> like yeah. you kind of enforce the rules that's kind of terrifying <laughs> yeah it's it's weird at first for sure telling people like older people what to do like yeah people that are twice my age and could be my dad <laughs> and i'm telling like giving them orders and doing everything else um <laughs> it's definitely a huge change and um but this job has definitely helped me learn to communicate with people deal with people um you do see a lot of different um the way people live um there's it's just like i don't i don't even know how to describe it 
it's like just a TV show. You're like in a TV show for the most part. Yeah. It's like Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Have you seen that? <laughs> no, I haven't. Ah, oh, damn. Oh, that, it's just a bunch of shit going on. Different crimes and shit. Different stories all going on at the same time. Yeah. yeah. I, need to, I need to catch up on my uh, police shows and movies. Brooklyn, Brooklyn's definitely a good one to watch. I don't, I don't need any of those uh, dramatic CSI or anything like that. I don't, yeah. I don't like those shows. <laughs> um, no, I like being out on foot. I don't, I don't think I would like sitting in the office too much. No. Yeah, no. So uh, what was it like going through the 16-week the period of like training and stuff? How difficult was that? What did you have to do? So right now I'm on phase three. I have a few more shifts left of phase three, and then I'll be on to, um, I'll be on to four. And uh, the first two phases weren't too bad. Like I said, it was just kind of like learning the ways of, of like your duties and showing up to work and what you do. And um, <clears throat> I rode passenger for the first few weeks and then after that I was I was driving um yeah the first first two phases weren't too bad it was just the biggest thing is learning the laws and what you can enforce um when you can arrest people it's just there's just a lot of weight put on your shoulders and um like there's just a lot of liability yeah um because you feel like if you do something wrong you're gonna get in trouble and um you just have to know what you're doing. And so I'm looking forward to moving on to phase four. And I think, I think I'm ready for it. I still need to learn a lot for sure. I mean, people, officers that have been here for 15 years still learn something new every day and yeah. laws change all the time. So, but once, once I'm done with four, I'll be completely on my own and down south we get take home cars which is nice i'll get a car to take home and get to drive that to work instead of taking my personal vehicle so so do you have any like tips or anything for someone planning on going into the uh, police academy like what did you do to kind of get through that and then get through the past couple months since you've been working do you have any tips right so I don't for anybody that's trying to get into law enforcement, I would just say um stay clean, don't do anything stupid, obviously. Um that's what I really had to focus on through high school because I knew that I wanted to get into law enforcement. So starting off at a at a young age, you have to just you have to know what you're doing and don't do don't do anything stupid because you have to write all that down when you're applying places and they will polygraph test you and you do intensive background um, background investigation on you. So um, just don't do anything stupid when you're young. And then as far as preparing for academy, um, it wasn't too bad as long as you're in decent shape. You do run a lot. You do a lot of push-ups. Um, and as long as you you can study on your own time, it's it's not awful they give you your everything you need to to pass um they want to see people pass especially down south um i had amazing instructors and they 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 studied a lot with us even in class so that definitely helped out a lot 
So where do you see yourself going more long-term in like the next five, 10 years or just overall in your career? What's your goals? Right. So that's what, that's what they even ask you at your interview. Um, at least in the next five years, um, at least in our department in five years, you can become a corporal. Um, that's usually the time frame, which I would like to rank up. And with right now I'm in a smaller, smaller agency, but with the population growing so much in the area that I live in, um, the population is growing and growing and growing. And so we're, the need for officers is going to keep increasing. Um, so with that, I'm hoping that specialized units and things of that nature will become available. Um, I'm not really sure what I want to get into. You know, there's a lot of different niches and everything else. Um, I've always been interested in canine. I don't know. I'm not too familiar of what it would take to get into that. <clears throat> but that would definitely be an interest of mine. And like I said, just going through the ranks of corporal and then in 10 years, possibly sergeant. Um, and then as far as, I'm not sure if I'd want to go federal or not, but that's a possibility. I know that if you do have a college degree, going federal, you do make a lot more money. And um, yeah, it's, it's just better hours. Right now, the hours that I work are, so we do 12 hour shifts. Um, six to six we do alternating day and night shifts so every month we switch between days and nights <clears throat> um, it's not horrible you have every other weekend off the the way our shift works so it's it's not too bad but for long term it definitely it, it's definitely hard especially when you have kids or you're growing up and trying to do things and you're working night shifts or something like that. It's definitely hard, so. So what would you say? Um... Being this now quote unquote adult that we are, what would you say you're most confused about in your life? Or what are you most afraid of or anxious about for your future and where you're going? Oh gosh, <laughs> that's a tough one. I would just say, I don't know. I just, I'm just unsure of what, where I'm going to, what's going to happen in the next um, few years or my whole career. Um, our retirement is, 30 years from when you get hired. So I'll be 53 approximately. Um, so knowing that I do have a long time, but it's also not, not that like I have so much time after that to do whatever I want. So I could even work another job once I retire from this, if I really wanted to. Um, <clears throat> but I guess just the, the unexpected is what I'm most nervous about. And I guess just showing up to work, you don't know what's, what's going to happen. Um, I guess that's just the most nerve wracking for me right now. And just the way that society is today and what you see in the news, um, it's definitely different. 
So. Yeah, absolutely. I can. It's definitely something different being a an officer and having to go out in the field every day and basically risk your life. That I could I could never do it. So I applaud you for having the ability to do that. And for everyone else out there who does that, nurses, it's great because you're. Um, you have to go out even during all this coronavirus. And stuff. Yeah, my girlfriend's a nurse, so she's she's dealing with that. Luckily, yeah. around here, it's not too bad. Yeah. So, yeah, not. Thank God you didn't end up in New York City, I guess, <laughs> or New York. I know. <laughs> well, there were so many police officers in New York City that got sick, and a ton of them passed away. Yeah. Um, but this coronavirus has been just crazy. Yeah, it's it's pretty wild. We've been basically in the house for the past month and a half just hang out <laughs> yeah so um on the opposite end of the spectrum uh not so much work what are some of your hobbies and other interests outside of uh being a police officer so when i moved down here my hobbies kind of changed because the weather and everything else is completely different down here um when i was back at home i i liked to go hunting um, I did some fishing <clears throat> during the winter time. I went skiing, things like that, which obviously you can, you can go skiing here. You just have to go to the mountains. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but I do want to pick up fishing. I'm planning on getting a boat eventually because it's just, I live, I'm like 10 minutes from the beach, from the ocean. So I'm planning on getting a boat eventually. And I want to learn saltwater fishing because yeah. I know it's completely different. So <laughs> And there's a lot of people at work that uh, go fishing and they're huge into it. Um, I brought my golf clubs down here. I still haven't been golfing, but <laughs> work is taking up a lot of my time right now. Yeah. But those are, those are my uh, biggest hobbies. I, I like going out a lot around here just because the weather is awesome all year round. Um, luckily, the beach has just started opening, so we've been going to the beach a lot. And that's just, it's amazing living this close to the ocean. It's completely, yeah. completely different lifestyle. No, yeah. Going from uh, just being around the lake all our young lives and now yeah. being full ocean yeah. beaches. It's like Lake Ontario. or yeah. <laughs> So you said uh, you want to get into saltwater fishing. Do you have any like hobbies that you've kind of just seen clips of on YouTube or anything that you're like oh that would be pretty fun I should try that at some point or do you want to like travel across the country or is there anything like that that you've always kind of wanted to do but never really had the opportunity yeah so I mean with me working an actual full-time job now um, and able to take vacation time definitely I do want to start traveling right now obviously it's for like it's impossible to travel but once stuff starts opening up um I definitely want to start traveling more um more not not so much flying or leaving the country but I definitely want to see more of the United States and more of the east coast and the surrounding states of North Carolina I definitely want to explore more um before I start traveling out of country do you have a place in mind like I, I'm like so ready, like as soon as this is over, I'm so ready to like fly to Oregon or like, <laughs> just, yeah, I just want to get out of New York. Some random state. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I Last summer I went to Nashville, Tennessee. 
and uh, that was really fun. I enjoyed Nashville. I since I'm so close to Charleston, and I haven't been, and I've heard so many great things about it. I definitely want to go down to Charleston, South Carolina. Um, I heard it's amazing. And I also want to go down to Savannah, Georgia. I haven't been there yet. And both of those places are really close. Like, I can get to Charleston in a couple hours. So, Florida is only the top of Florida I can get to in six or seven hours. So, how do you plan on, obviously, like you said, with having a full-time job um, and having paid or uh, vacation time and things like that, how do you plan on incorporating learning new hobbies or like traveling and stuff into like your life? So it's not like you don't do anything. And then after you retire, you start doing stuff. How do you plan on incorporating? Stuff in right. So right now I know for this first year, I'm probably not going to take any vacation off. I'm going to try to save it as much as I can. And maybe I'll take off like, the benefit of my schedule is um, we have a long week where we only work a Wednesday and Thursday shift. So we have Monday, Tuesday off. We work Wednesday, Thursday, and we have Friday, Saturday, Sunday off. So the benefit with that is I could take off just Wednesday and Thursday, and I have Monday all the way to Sunday off. So just taking two days off, I have all that time off, and I could go do whatever I want to. So I think I'm going to do something like that take two days off and get the whole week um, towards the end of summer or fall. And I'll probably take a vacation. I'm not sure where I want to go yet, but we'll, we'll see. <laughs> I guess it's going to depend on what happens with this whole uh, yeah. coronavirus stuff. <laughs> yeah, honestly, hopefully it's, hopefully it's done soon. I'm getting kind of, kind of stuck in this house. I'm losing my mind. <laughs> yeah. I, well, I've heard that New York is, a lot different and the way people are handling it are like I feel like everybody's inside in New York or at least that's what people have been telling me like more people are inside like down here my buddy came and uh, came to visit last weekend he, he came from Maryland and he said North Carolina is just crazy like everybody's out here like it's just normal here everybody's out doing things um, we went to the beach and it was just packed with people. <laughs> and then he said in Maryland, like everything's on lockdown, like there's no traffic at all near DC and it's just a completely different uh, lifestyle. Yeah. It's, it's really wild how different it is from just state to state. Like where I'm at Binghamton, it's not terrible. Not a lot of people are out or anything, but like stuff's just different. Like there's lines for grocery stores cause they have to keep under a hundred people like, there's not a ton of traffic people yeah. don't walk next to each other on the street or the sidewalk anymore they're like six feet apart everywhere <laughs> it's just it's a weird weird period of time so i'm yeah excited for it to be over <laughs> i know i'm just waiting for it to be over um just to resume normal life i just want to go out to a sit-down restaurant and have a nice meal or go to a bar and just like hang out with people like it's yeah. just awful being stuck inside and <laughs> It just really makes you like, like, I don't know, appreciate what you have, like going out and everything else. Yeah, honestly. So uh, the last thing I like to talk about with people, I've been super fascinated by um, habit formation and stuff like that. So what kind of habits 
good or bad do you have uh, to keep yourself <laughs> kind of moving in life? <laughs> Gosh. Um, well, my habits are changing a lot just because of yeah. the way that my scheduling works and everything else. Um, really nothing set in stone with the way that I work. Um, well, I can't, I can't form certain habits because one month I'll be working day shift and then the next I'm working night. Like I just woke up at three o'clock. I'm going to be up till 4am more than likely tonight on my two days off. Um, so it's hard to, to form certain habits with that lifestyle. Um, I'm trying to change. So working how do I put this? Like working in law enforcement, um, the way like a lot of people eat out all the time when they're working because like you have you have nowhere else to go. Like the only thing open during night night shift is fast food and things like that. And you'll see just a bunch of officers eating fast food all the time, like every night or every shift. And that's just a ton of money and it's super unhealthy. So I definitely want to change that habit, especially once I get onto my own, I can meal prep or something and then heat up my food and bring it with me or something like that. Um, so that's one of the habits that I've, I've, uh, one of the habits that I just started a bad habit once I started working, um, I do want to start working out more, especially once the gym's open, because right now gyms are closed, can't do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, You'll have to start uh try bulking. And yeah, I know. No one will call you skinny anymore. <laughs> that's, the, that's the hardest thing for me, honestly. Um, a lot of people have the problem of losing weight. Yeah. And then I'm over here, like, having trouble gaining weight. And... <laughs> all like all the people around me like people I'm working with we eat the same amount and they could gain freaking five ten pounds and I'll just lose weight and I'm like what the heck's going on yeah I when I first started like actually getting in the fitness like a year and a half ago I I've never been able to gain weight at all yeah um, but as soon as I actually started following like uh, a meal plan and like mm-hmm. eating a, a lot of food, like um, more calories, I gained like 10 pounds in two months. And I was like, oh, holy shit. It's like, I didn't know this was possible. <laughs> like, if you actually follow a thing, I feel like you could right. even do it too. It's just like, that's just another habit that you'd have to form when you're kind of on your own. And you yeah. have time to prepare meals, right. and, like you said. Well, I feel like if I don't keep track of my calories, I don't eat enough. Mm-hmm. But if I'm actually tracking my calories and I'm like, oh crap, I like really haven't eaten that much today. Like yeah. I need to eat more. Um, back when I was in Academy and I was trying to gain weight, I was eating like 3000 calories a day or trying to, um, but it was just hard. It was like a full-time job trying to eat that <laughs> yeah. much. Like it seemed like I was always eating like all the time. Um, yeah, eat like eight meals a day <laughs> exactly it's yeah that's that's the one part i don't like it's like every two hours and you're like i'm not even that hungry but i have to eat no but i have to to get my calorie intake up 
yeah, that was definitely, that's, that's my biggest struggle right now in life is, um, trying to gain weight. Um, just because I'm just tired of being skinny. <laughs> Everybody, that's like the first thing they know about me is how skinny I am. Um, You've always been skinny though. <laughs> always. I've literally been the same size forever. Like, haven't changed one bit. Oh, gosh. Do you still keep in touch with all the uh, people we graduated with? I know you've been friends with, like, you were friends with Tyler Beers, uh, Eli. Are you still yeah. talking? Joe Leach, I've seen pictures of you two together. Yeah, so I, I do hang out with um, Joe when I can. He was he was the one that came up from Maryland um, because he, he's in Maryland right now when he got into his accident. He's, uh, he's stationed in Maryland at the hospital once he uh, lost his leg. And uh, so he came down to visit. Tyler, I, um, I try to keep in contact with him, but he's so busy with school um, <clears throat> that it's just hard keeping, keeping up with people, especially when, when I moved so far away. Yeah. Um, but my close friends, I do try to keep in touch with and try to see them every once in a while. But it's definitely, that was the biggest, um, I guess that was the hardest thing moving to North Carolina was just moving away from all my friends. And at this age, once you're out of college and everything, it's just hard to make friends in a new town when you move so far away. Um, it's just hard to make, make friends once you're out of college. It's just not as easy. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be going to be weird when I finally... I'm moving back to uh, Rochester actually in less than two weeks now. So it's going to be super not really. weird not yeah. being with all these guys. <laughs> well, at least you'll have all your Rochester friends still yeah. or for the ones that stuck around. Yeah. For at least a little bit. I'll, uh, I have one friend who actually was from Rochester who went to Binghamton. So I'll probably hang out with him most of the time. But yeah, I think it's a necessary period for everyone they kind of need the transition out of being with that same group of friends and then kind of be on their own a little bit. And then, yeah, no, I do think it's a good thing. Um, one of the biggest struggles too is I thought that I would, uh, make friends like starting work, but with my, my job, a lot of the people are older. Um, they are starting to hire some newer people that are a little bit younger. There's one guy in the department. He's, He's actually younger than me. He's 22. But in this profession, it's just, there's a lot of people that they stick around for the, for the long run. So there's a lot of older people and it's just trying to fit in with them. Um, it's just a little bit different because we're totally, it's like opposite, <laughs> different generations. Yeah. So <laughs> Lots of differing opinions, I'm sure. <laughs> oh yes, for sure. Uh, it's, it's always the worst when like our grandparents say like something nuts and you're like, okay, <laughs> I'm yeah. not going to argue with you because, uh, but whatever. <laughs> right. Yeah. My, my field training officer right now, he is, he's just about to turn 40. So there's a big, uh, big age gap there. And just like the way that we do things is just completely different. And like the music he listens to compared to what I listen to. And it's just like trying to, trying to find that middle ground of like, okay, like we both like this. So it's, it's like that, being, it's being friends with your parents, basically. It, that's exactly what it's like. 
All right. Well, the last thing I like to ask people, um, do you have any uh, friends who are in bands or any, any, anyone or anything that you want to plug uh, for anyone who's listening, want them to check that out? Man, I'm trying to think. Cause I don't, I don't have too many friends that are um, into bands or anything of that nature. Um, yeah, not not that I know of. If I if I did, I would definitely have uh, put them out there. Yeah, if you think of anything, uh, I'll probably post your episode uh, in a couple of weeks. So if you think of anyone, I can uh, easily put it in the description. Yeah, that would be that would be good. Um, what kind of what kind of uh, interviews are you trying to do, or podcasts are you trying to do in the future? Like, where where are you going with your channel? Um, I'm kind of growing with it honestly uh seeing where it goes yeah basically so i like when people like you text me and they're like hey you want to you want to talk about i do this profession like i talked to my sister who's a teacher Uh, i talked to a business owner who works with my mom Uh, so i'm interested in talking at this point in my life about like with musicians uh photographers artists people who are kind of pursuing their passions are like who have known kind of what they want to do right uh, since they were young or like like someone people who know like <laughs> this is what yeah, i want to be doing what I want to do yeah, yeah. like that's i'm just why, in that. that's why i really um contacted you because i was just like i've always wanted to do this and i've seen your other your other podcasts and um i just thought it would be different and yeah just growing up with you I'm, I'm sure that you don't know too many police officers that you've grown up with so no. i was like this would be a good opportunity and maybe if somebody's trying to get into this profession they can learn something and if anybody is looking at getting into law enforcement or anything like that and they they want any information have them uh, contact me so all right absolutely i'll uh i can put your uh instagram i'll tag you in some of the posts that i put up and that way people can contact you through that yeah, that works. I have people hitting me up all the time on uh, Instagram or texting me. Um, someone right now that I grew up with <clears throat> and went to our high school, he's been messaging me a lot and trying to figure out how, how to get into academy, like what his next step is and what he has to put on his background application, like everything like that. So I, I just get questions all the time. So yeah, it must feel kind of good when, uh, you actually know enough to help people out. Yeah, because you enough you'll know more and then you can help people yeah. with that stuff. You just it's a learning process. <laughs> right. Because when I was going through it, it was like I I knew nothing. I was I was new to it all and I didn't have anybody to guide me through it and be like this is what you really need to do. Um this doesn't work, this works. Um what you need to prepare for and how to prepare for it. So now that I've been through it all, I can, I definitely want to help other people that are trying to pursue this career because it's an amazing career and I love it. Awesome. Yeah. It sounds like you definitely picked the right path for yourself and it's, it's good to hear. Not a lot of people do and they uh, stick, stick with it even when they're not enjoying it, but it sounds like you're definitely on the right path. (laughs) Yeah. Do you have any last remarks or tips or anything that you want to say? Stay safe during Corona. That's mine. (laughs) Yeah, stay safe during Corona. Um, I guess just follow what you what you, what your dream is. Pursue what you want. Don't let anybody put you down about 
anything because I don't know, a lot of people doubted me, but I just kept, kept on going with it and kept on sticking with it. And now here I am, got my career. <laughs> well, awesome. Again, I thank you. Thanks for texting me. Uh, glad we could schedule a time nice and quick to get you on here. Thanks yeah, for taking no some time to talk to me. <laughs> Hopefully you're not too tired since you just woke up. <laughs> I'll, I'll be up till 4 a.m. So <laughs> this, I'm just waking up. <laughs> Time to, I'm going to go eat some chicken wings and uh, <laughs> hang out with some butts. <laughs> yep. Enjoy it. And yeah, I'll, uh, I'll keep in contact. Yeah. Awesome. I'll, uh, I'll let you, I'll keep you updated with the uh, progress of the episode and stuff. All right. Appreciate it. All right. Sick. See you, dude.